follow your dreams. Yeah. Wanna get a mansion, a jacuzzi, a theater to watch my movies, couple whips and lots of fancy things. The kids they call the goonies. See the future, crystal ball, mirror, mirror hanging on. Welcome to ATR. I'm Jerry Oster. Beside me, we got Chewy. How are we doing today, Chewy? Excellent. That's good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Yeah, I had a couple early skates this morning. I'm feeling alive with energy. That's awesome. It's always nice to get out the rink early in the morning. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm always surprised with the kids at that age that uh, how excited they are to be out at 6.30 in the morning. It's well, still early in the hockey season, you know. That I think once they kind of get going a little bit, I think it's going to be up to you know professionals like yourself to do your best to get the kids going <laughs> and true. use some old tricks. And, yeah. Uh, were you, uh, as a kid, were you an early morning guy? Yeah, I was very early. I always really, liked eh? to be up early and doing stuff. And Is that how you got the worm? They got the what? The worm. What's the worm? The early bird gets the worm. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey, we're heating up over here. <laughs> yeah, I was not an early bird, so I've missed You didn't get many. the worm. No. <laughs> no worms for this guy. Uh, just the gummy worms. I love those from 7-Eleven. Uh, okay, let's talk about NHL finished up last night. It's all over. Tampa Bay, the champions this year. What did you think of the whole experience? And uh, what did you think about Tampa winning it? Well, I think from a fan standpoint, you, if you take that into consideration, you know, the hockey fan would have loved the last two and a half months or whatever the exact date was. But to be able to watch three games a day sometimes outside at the campsite, at the cabin, whatever that was pretty cool um, give credit to the NHL they kept everything you know uh, in bay there was, wasn't a lot of cases that came up but I think the biggest point from being a player being away from family at times and coaching being away from fa- family those players uh, you know are, have to be given a lot of credit they were away from family and this this sometimes they're in the playoff run or when you're in a hectic high energy tournament you just need to step away sometimes yeah. and sometimes having kids at home or having a wife at home where you can just relax and check out for a night when things aren't going well that's what family really comes in important that's where you can really rely on family and give those guys credit because seeing the same people the same people going to work every day is tough especially when things are so high energy and every little play every little mistake is so magnified for sure and i think that uh what is a real hard challenge and tampa bay i think is going to be the new uh new age team they're big they're strong and they're fast they can play any game and they got a goaltender that can stand back there and help them as well yeah i was you know what i was talking to some people and if you had told me at the start of this series that Tampa Bay would have been the aggressor in the series over Dallas, I probably would have just been like, you don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, they can they can adapt, right? And they're really fast. That's one thing I noticed last night in, in, in this series was it just seemed like they had an extra gear to go to. They came after way back. Even the games at Dallas won. You looked at the games at Dallas won and you go, Man, they weren't the better team. They had a good, you know, Hudobin, whatever, stood on his head. Um, but geez, like Tampa Bay, they come at you with so much speed. And then the high end parts, right? So their uh, top six are, I would say, one of the strongest in, in the league. And uh, the goaltending was exceptional as well. So, and then doesn't hurt when you got big defensemen like Hedman. So I don't know, you know, it's always funny after. The Stanley Cup's one. You see other GMs go, okay, well, we got a, we got the blueprint now to make a team. And, and you look at Tampa and you go, what's the blueprint? You know what I mean? Like, 
That's a hard blueprint to follow because what do you do? You can't go out and get superstars that easy. They got a whole bunch of them. Uh, their their workers or their bottom six, I don't know where they found these guys, but they all could fit into some guy's top six, right? So great job by Tampa. I felt bad for, uh, you know, I felt bad for Jamie Benn and those guys, but there's always got to be a loser in, in those uh, in those series. So uh, one thing though, I want to kind of go back months ago. You know, we make a lot of mistakes on the podcast. We haven't, we're not, uh, we're not really good at predicting and all that stuff. I think I said Stamkos wouldn't come in. Next game he's in. I said an asterisk. I thought this would be an asterisk year. I couldn't be more wrong uh, because this year was, I like you said, I think this is one of the hardest years to have possibly won the Stanley Cup. You don't have your family. You don't have your friends. You're in a confined area with your team. Putting everything that's in there and then the worry of your family and, and friends at home. Jeez, man, what a feat this year to win the Stanley Cup. So... I was unbelievable. I just think so much credit to, you know, the coaches, to the trainers, like everybody behind the scenes for each team and then also going in and and just being able to play in that atmosphere where you're going to the same rink, uh, like, you know, for as long as they did, you know, Tampa moved, but the thing is, is it's still the same rink every day, seeing the same things every day, it gets to you. But at the end of the day, you can really see what's it, like, what does it mean to hockey players in NHL to win that cup? And you yeah. can really see that last night with the way they, what would, you know, how they celebrated. For sure, it didn't look any, the only difference was there was flames and like fireworks going <laughs> off. I was like, this is actually, they should think about somehow incorporating that in the celebration when there is fans I know you can't have you know fireworks going off but I was thinking man some of those pictures that the photographers are going to be oh. getting with like the fireworks going off yeah. and you're holding the cup it'll be worth it in the end right I so. wish they would have played like the crowd in the background like booing Gary Bettman when he came on yeah, yeah. I wish they would have done they should have done something. somebody would have got fired I'm sure yeah. okay well fun fact here uh, before we kind of move on uh, last night was the first time a goaltender had won the Stanley Cup with Bauer pads Okay. Oh. Since, do you know when the last time that was? Eddie Belfour? Think a little bit here. I'll give you a little hint. Think Jets 1.0, maybe the goaltender for Jets 1.0, and he is Russian as well. Oh, uh, Javi Bulin? That's right. And guess what team he played for? Chicago. No. Oh. Tampa Bay Lightning, funny enough, in 2004. Oh, that's right. They did. Crazy, yeah, yeah. eh? He ended up there. So it that's came right. full circle. First goaltender to win the Stanley Cup with Bauer pads since Javi Bullen in 2004. You'd be on my team if we went to Family Feud. I think we should put a like a rink training center in Family Feud. Yeah, I can't take credit for this one. I got a, a shout out here. Brett Martinick threw me that oh. little information. I, well, he'd be on our team too. We're we're getting him. Yeah, right. Yeah. We'll we'll get him for the feud. Uh, well, let's get it. Uh, I did this um, this last interview with Caden Daly by myself. You were working with RHA, so we had a great interview. So let's get to that right now. Drop the puck. There we go. Let's drop the puck. So Daly a shot. He scores. Caden Daly's first as a pat. Cuts the lead to 4-2. Welcome to the podcast, Caden Daly. How's it going, Caden? Good. Doing doing good today. Feeling good. Just finished a workout, so feeling fresh. Nice. A little lift. Get the muscles going in the morning or what? Yeah. It was, uh, I'm not used to getting up this early, so uh, I'm usually at 10-15, but this... Uh, Last hour of sleep kind of hurt me, so I had to get going earlier, but it was good. Nice. So let's start. How's summer been going for you, you know, training and everything and uh, just your summer in general? Yeah, it's been good. Obviously, it's been different um, with kind of how the world is right now, but 
it's been a good summer. We've had uh, a little longer to get ready for this season. So it's been real beneficial for me. And um, yeah, the weather was nice this summer. I uh, got out to the lake a lot and um, it was just a lot of, a lot of fun. Nice. You like to get out to the lake to kind of get away from hockey a little bit or? Yeah, just on the weekends. I got a couple of buddies that have uh, cabins at Lake of the Woods. So it's kind of nice to get out there and do some surfing, do other things other than hockey. So um, yeah, this summer we got to go out a lot, obviously with stuff being shut down. So it was a lot of fun. Nice. So let's, uh, let's take us through a typical day in the life of Caden Daly. You know, you're a full-time hockey player. You spend uh, your summer months training, but let's go through a typical day in the life of you. It's usually wake up, not really wanting to get out of bed, but no, I have to get my mom uh, up and we make a little dinner, uh, breakfast together and uh, talk about what the day is going to be like, head off to the rink, um, come work out, skate. And when I'm done, just try to enjoy the day, maybe uh, golfing or um, playing some basketball outside, doing stuff with friends. So I try to take advantage this summer about just trying to go outside, trying to do different things, obviously with stuff being uh, closed and not being able to do a lot. So, yeah, then um, try to get a big dinner to uh, tie me over and uh, have some weight on. And then depending on what's going on at night, just um, taking advantage of, I guess, like I said before, just taking advantage of the day and doing whatever I can to stay active. So growing up, were you a multi-sport athlete or did you kind of just stick to hockey and that was it? Yeah, I played uh, a lot of sports, actually. I played basketball, football, um, obviously hockey, golf, volleyball, I think I was in for a couple of years. So I like to just try and stay active, do different things other than hockey. And um, I was pretty, a really big basketball player growing up. Uh, it was kind of basketball, hockey going head to head and then kind of had to make the decision to go to hockey. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's benefited me from that decision. And um, I've loved hockey ever since. I've been watching any NBA playoffs. Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, I kind of want to see Denver come back and beat the yeah, Lakers because yeah. uh, Jamal Murray's been unreal. He's been great to watch. So it's going to be interesting. So I kind of hope they come back and win that series. Yeah, like as a Canadian, obviously, Jamal yeah. Murray. But, uh, yeah, I love the basketball playoffs. I think basketball, sometimes when I'm watching playoffs, I prefer basketball over hockey a little bit sometimes. Just mm. It's a nice little change. And I like how basketball games always come down to the last shot. Oh, usually. yeah. So it's always entertaining uh, for sure. So a couple things. Uh, when you come back in the summertime, what are some things that you kind of think about with your game of things that you need to get better at? Um, I like to focus on just trying to get uh, stronger. Um, obviously, being stronger on the puck, stronger. Uh, in the corners to try and fee, uh, fend off defense and just trying to gain weight has been my key goal for a couple of years now just uh, trying to gain strength and make sure I'm a better player on on the ice and in the offensive zone and the defensive zone so those are the kind of things I like to focus on. And how do you think skill develops helped your game over the past couple of years because you've been kind of you know doing it quite regularly now for the past what two or three seasons yeah. now how has that helped your game? It's helped a lot, yeah, just the little things uh, I've gotten a lot better at in the last two to three years, just um, stuff like tight turns, um, getting escaping away from players, and I think the little little growth uh, each summer has really helped me on the ice, and just different things like that. Um, I've helped my game a lot in the last couple of years. So, Kane, are there any times in a game when you're playing that you see some of the things that you've worked at kind of transpire in front of your eyes? Yeah, obviously there's a couple of things. Like I was thinking this year, learning how to do those pro turns a little bit better. And I can see myself and feel myself using them in the corners and stuff. And I'm getting away from defense and uh, different players. So I 
the stuff that we work on in the summer is really beneficial in the year. I can see myself and feel myself doing them and getting better at them every time I'm on the ice. So it's been, uh, it's been really nice. So last year, Caden, you moved from Brandon and you spent some time in Regina and Saskatoon. Really looks like you found a home in Saskatoon. What was that experience like being traded for the first time and how have you liked your time in Saskatoon? Yeah, obviously it was uh, a different, different thing. Um, I was kind of, I was surprised when it happened, obviously being in Brandon for four years, it's kind of like your second home and then um, being moved to Regina. Yeah, it was uh, kind of a whirlwind of, of emotions and I was obviously scared kind of going in, not knowing what to expect, but right when I got there, the team brought me in really nicely. Uh, coaching staff was awesome and my bullets were unbelievable and um, I was really thankful for that. I leaned on my parents a lot to help me out with, through that uh, adjustment and then going to Saskatoon um, was kind of different because... I was with Regina and we were going to, uh, I think it was Tri-City and it was the deadline day. We were chilling at the back of the bus. I was playing cards and uh, I got called to the front of the bus and I'm like, oh, like coach wants to talk to me. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe we're talking about power play. Maybe he's put me on the first line or something. So I'm pretty excited. <laughs> and uh, I walked to the front of the bus and he's like, the GM wants to talk to you. And I was like, okay. And then uh, he told me um, that I got traded to Saskatoon, like right on the bus. And we were about two hours away from Tri-City. And I was like, oh, well, this is kind of weird. So I was like, okay. So I told my parents and everything. And then just got back on the bus, started playing cards again with the guys. And then uh, we went for dinner. And so it was kind of weird being traded from a team, but you're still with them for sure. half the day. So that situation is uh, obviously a little bit different. But then I got to Saskatoon the next day. And um, yeah, the guys took me in again really nicely. I knew the coaching staff from before when I played in teens, my head coach and assistant coach, so that transition was a lot easier. And um, ever since I got there, yeah, I, my game, I think, kind of took off, and I was comfortable being there, and I just enjoyed every minute of uh, being in Saskatoon. The, the city's nice. My billets were awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to go back and start hockey again. So you train uh, with Tristan Robbins over the summer. He's as well placed for Saskatoon. Mm -hmm. uh, does that make it easier when you make a move, when you have some buddies that you know uh, know on the team already? Yeah, it was uh, really easy. I knew a couple guys actually on the team. Our captain, uh, Chase Waters, I played with him before. And then just knowing Robbie and stuff. And then coming into this summer, it's nice to train against a guy like that. He uh, works hard every day, competitive guy. And we get a lot of laughs in the gym. Um, it's just kind of nice um, going against him every day. And I uh, know he pushes me, I push him, so it's going to be fun. Next season, what are you expecting out of, uh, out of your team? Uh, I think we're going to be good. Like It's, it's, it's going to be an exciting time. I think guys are going to be itching to get back, obviously, for being off for so long. And um, I think if we can start uh, right off the hop early, we'll get a chance to uh, be a good team right off the gate. And I think that's going to be the biggest uh, the biggest challenge with coming back is just trying to be ready to go since being off for so long so I think if uh, you can have a hot start then we'll be uh, being good contention so I'm excited I think our teams are going to be ready I think our guys will be ready so you guys have uh, been able to keep in touch with the team obviously keep in touch with the coaching staff I'm sure but as a team have you guys done any zoom calls have you guys been able to keep in touch during uh, the COVID time yeah we've uh, had a couple zoom calls now I think they kind of started last month or so now so we kind of get together every couple weeks and just kind of talk uh talk about life how stuff's going uh talk about the upcoming season so it's been kind of nice to see the the guys again on at least on the call and talk about uh how their summer's been uh who's got girlfriends and stuff so it's uh it's been a good time you guys itching to get back i'm sure yeah it's uh it's been a long long layover so i think uh everybody's kind of just kind of wishing to get back and start it up 
any word on any time frame that they've given you guys? Um, I think there's the last thing I heard was they're thinking maybe mid-November, early December start, but I obviously it can change with how the world's going um, every day. So it's kind of just status quo year by year. So we just kind of have to wait and see. Well, let's look back. Uh, if you could go back in time and, and look at your hockey career and give yourself any advice to the younger Caden, um, what would some advice be that you would give your younger self? I think just don't take anything for granted. Go into every day thinking uh, it could be your last and work hard and have fun every day. I think sometimes um, it's February 20th, snows at your knees and it's cold outside and you're thinking, oh, I don't really want to do this, but you get the chance to do it every day and kids would love to have that kind of dream to play in that league and play with those kind of guys and be in those kind of organizations. So I think just don't take anything for granted and um, have fun every day and enjoy yourself. That's awesome. I love to hear that because a lot of times, you know, as you're in the process of your hockey career, sometimes, as you know, mm -hmm. things get pretty intense, you know, yeah. uh, you're playing at a high level. And it's nice to hear that you're taking uh, taking it in stride and enjoying it as it goes, because as everyone past hockey players like myself know, <laughs> um, before you know it, it's over. Exactly. And, uh, and sometimes you wish that you would have smelt the roses along the way. So. Well, Kane, besides golf, because I know you're an avid golf player and you <laughs> talked a little bit about going to the cabin in, uh, in the summer, what are some things that you do maybe during the hockey season to get your mind away from hockey? I like to keep it light, uh, especially when I'm not at the rink or when I'm at the rink. So being away from the rink, um, I just like just hang out with teammates, uh, maybe play some poker stuff, cards. I'm a huge card player. I love crib. Um, our crib games get pretty intense on the bus. I think I was the best player when I got to Saskatoon. Other guys would say something else but I know I really really pretty good at pagan and counting so I like uh yeah cards um just kind of keep my mind away from hockey when I'm away from the rink just kind of different things video games I think I play with a lot of some of the guys uh, from back home during the year so it's kind of nice to connect with them on uh, PS4 and stuff like that so just those little things to try and uh, keep me young keep me away from the game sure well we'll have to get your uh we'll have to get your PS4 account <laughs> Andy Zeliniak and myself are always looking for more guys. Oh, really? I could. Oh, I'll take Andy on one-on-one <laughs> -on -one any game. Hey, he's. You know what? All you got to do. He's the easiest to play against. <laughs> just funnel his guys to the side. Just funnel them to the side. No problem. Put him in the corner. Yeah. Okay, Kane. What's your most memorable moment in your hockey career thus far? I think uh, I would say. I got a couple, maybe. I think when I went up as a 15-year-old in the WHL uh, playoffs with Brandon, I wasn't playing or anything. I was just up with the team. And they, uh, when they won the WHL championship, that experience is pretty cool. Um, just being around that team, there was a couple um, really high-end players, NHLers now, and just kind of learning from them and taking everything in from, from those guys. And just the process of their journey through the playoffs and then winning and then going to the Memorial Cup was uh, an unbelievable experience for myself. And um, I think that one was probably number one, just getting out there when they won the championship and just celebrating with those guys was uh, was a real cool experience. And then um, probably something I'd take for the rest of my life was the 12-year-old Quebec Wee tournament that our team got to go to uh, when I played in the Railcats. That was an unbelievable experience, just the different things we did there. And the tradition that that tournament has was, uh, was a really cool experience. And yeah, I think uh, those two were kind of my, my biggest, my hockey career so far. So now that you're uh, now more of a veteran hockey player in the WHL, you got young guys coming up now. Do you try to take guys under your wing and kind of 
teach them some of the things that you learned as a rookie coming up through the league? Yeah, it's uh, kind of the thing you see when I'm when I was 16 and learning from those guys, and then now flash my eyes and I'm 20 years old and just trying to give uh, young guys the best opportunity they can and teach them kind of when they come in that, you know, it's obviously a high end league and uh, it kind of goes into a business, but you still got to try to have fun with it and don't uh, try to be too serious and just try to live your life and have fun and, and work hard. And those are kind of things I try to put on young guys. Just don't too stress too much. Like obviously you're young, you got hockey, you got school and big expectations, but you just got to try and take it day by day and slow it down and just enjoy yourself. That's awesome. A uh, funny story from your hockey career it can be, you know, from the rink, uh, maybe on the ice, could be from a bus trip, something that kind of stands out that uh, kind of makes you giggle from time to time. Oh, I know, I think it was a couple years ago when I was in Brandon, we rolled into Everett, um, late, real late, and uh, we all got off the bus, and there was one guy in the back of the bus, and he fell asleep completely, didn't come off the bus, and... Um, we all just kind of like didn't notice and we got off we started unpacking our gear and stuff and his gear was just laying there and they're like, Oh, like, I think we can unpack it. And our equipment manager's like, no, leave it. And he's like, okay, like whatever. So we all go back in the bus and we're all waiting and he comes on with the, the guy's hockey equipment, takes him to the back of the bus, throws it at him in the back of the bus and just he wakes up. He's like, what the heck? Like, yeah. what am I doing here? And he's equipment manager standing over. He's like, we're not going to unpack your bag for you. And he's like looking around. And we all just gave him a slow clap going off the bus. He had to go unpack his bag and then came back. And he just, I think he kind of felt embarrassed with the boys are having a real good time with it. That's awesome. That was uh, was one I'll keep forever. Uh, Okay. Opposite kind of uh, side of the spectrum on this one. Um, Because every every player has moments of adversity through their hockey career. Mm. Uh, What's one moment that you can remember that you had to overcome where you felt like you got stronger on the other side of that adversity? Yeah, I think uh, it was probably my second uh, year. The summer before my second year, I was in a scrimmage and uh, kind of fooling around. And um, a guy fell on top of me and I broke broke my leg. And that was something that... Obviously, kind of just kind of shook me up. Obviously, um, never breaking a bone before, and then kind of going through that rehab and stuff. And I just leaning on my parents and family and friends with support, which was unbelievable. And I think that kind of made me stronger. Just kind of going through that whole process and um, switching up workouts, uh, doing different things to get my leg back to being strong. So that was something that um, I think kind of changed my life um, when I was younger and then into now just um, working hard and um, making sure like you're always trying to take stuff serious because that's just a freak accident that happened. But if I was not fooling around, I think it wouldn't have happened. So those kind of things uh, taken from that time has really made me kind of a different person and maybe a stronger person and stronger player from it. I'm glad you brought that up because I, for myself too, it's, I used to mess around at the end of practice all the time, you know, grappling with buddies mm-hmm. and you know, you feel like you're you're joking around, and but you're trying to learn some things too. Uh, yeah. Obviously, when you're playing in the league that you are there, you have to be able to protect yourself and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, the amount of times I heard coaches yell at us to stop yeah. messing around <laughs> after practice, and now that I'm a, you know, a skills coach, and sometimes I got to remind guys, you know, like accidents happen exactly right? so uh, i'm glad that you brought that up because again uh, any young player that's listening to this should understand that sometimes when you're joking around with your buddies at the end of practice there's consequences mm-hmm. right so exactly uh, it's never fun to break a bone especially uh, 
when you're having fun with your buddies. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So what we'll finish here with Caden is uh, a little thing that I like to call segments. Okay. Uh, today's segment, it's going to just be, would you rather? Okay. Okay. <laughs> that game that everybody loves. <laughs> would you rather? Oh, geez. Um, so the first, would you rather? And I'll play along too. As we don't have Chewy in today. A, a lot of times Chewy is a big part of these. Segments, okay. So yeah. we'll do our best. So would you rather talk to animals or be able to talk to animals or speak a foreign language? It'd be kind of cool to talk to animals for sure. Like I'd kind of love to hear what my dog has to say about yeah. me sometimes because he's always giving me dirty looks, but <laughs> I can never figure out what, what's going through his head. So it'd be kind of cool to talk to animals. I agree. I would say talk to animals. I don't, I don't like to talk to human beings sometimes in my own language, let <laughs> yeah. alone another language. So I'm going to go with animals because, again, my dog Baxter and me are best friends. I'd like to know uh, what he's thinking. Yeah, what's going on in his mind? Uh, would you rather – this one's a good one for – you're a little bit younger than me, obviously. Yeah. Would you rather make a phone call or send a text? I think make a phone call because – it's just direct. Like, I feel like if I'm calling someone, I can get my point across or whatever I need to talk about is, is right there instead of maybe texting, kind of waiting along. So, yeah, I think I'm going to make a phone call on that one. I'm old school, obviously, uh, so I'm going to make a phone call all day. Yeah. When I'm hanging out with the younger generation like you guys, <laughs> I watch you guys text, and it's just like, I know, it's so fast. Crazy fingers. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a one-finger typer and a one-finger texter. So There you go. Would you rather read an awesome book or watch a good movie uh for sure movie i uh not a huge book guy i think watching like a sick action movie is uh pretty cool yeah and i feel like i just kind of can relate to it better because just like trying to comprehend what i'm reading is just <laughs> something i for sure need to get better at but it's just kind of i just read the pages and it goes by so yeah. i think i think a movie would be uh, a lot cooler for sure I like to read a full chapter and realize I haven't comprehended anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, just like, back. exactly. I'm like, oh, okay, well, just going to read the first chapter again. So yeah. what's the last movie you watched? Um, or a good movie you've watched? Ooh, last good movie. I don't know. I haven't been to the theaters in a while, but I think I watched, <laughs> it's not the best movie, but I watched Kicking and Screaming, I think a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it gave me a couple good laughs again. That so, one, Will Ferrell? Yeah, yeah, the soccer one. And, nice. uh, yeah, that one's pretty good, but <laughs> I think awesome. that was the last movie I watched, yeah. Uh, would you rather spend a night in a luxury hotel or camping surrounded by beautiful scenery? Oh, that's a tough one. That is. As much as I'd love to live my life like Zach and Cody did on the TV show, <laughs> um, I think camping. I think camping because you don't get to do it all the time. And yeah. you need, like, you have a perfect night watching the stars, shooting stars and stuff. You got the nice scenery around you. But I hope no bears are coming my yeah. way. So hopefully I'm in a secure sleeping spot. I agree. And nowadays camping, I mean, you can camp with, like, a queen size or king yeah, size. You can, mattress, oh, right? yeah. So, you can make it, like, home. So Yeah. Uh, okay, last one, and we'll get you on your way here. Uh, would you rather lose your car keys or your cell phone? Oh, I honestly think I'd rather lose my phone because my car, like I got to go places. Yeah, like yeah. I, I could always get a new phone, but it's kind of hard to go get a. Like, well, I guess it's easy to go get new car keys and stuff, but I just don't want to be without a car. Like your indep independence kind of goes, goes away. So I think I'd probably rather lose my phone. I can go get a new phone. Obviously if I lose my Instagram, I'm going to be kind of rattled, but yeah. uh, no, just kidding. But no, I think I can, can go without a phone. I would agree. I 
The worst is when you lose your car keys. In yeah. My mind. I can't st- The worst is when you're looking for your car keys for a long time and oh. you realize that they're in your hand. Oh, I've that had that one? one, yeah. Or the back pocket. Oh, the back pocket one hurts. I think I do that probably once a week. I'm yeah. rattled, running around my house. You're in a rush. Yeah, exactly. That one's the worst. And I realize that the keys are on me the entire time. <laughs> Classic. So, well, Kane, thanks for coming on today. We really in, uh, enjoyed the conversation. And uh, we wish you all the best of luck when you get back Thank you. Uh, to Saskatoon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was awesome. Left wing side, look back to the line, gives off for Caden Daly. He's got room to walk in. Wrist shot scores. Caden Daly from the All slot. All right, so that was a great interview with Caden Daly. Uh, lots of cool things with him. I'm really glad, Shu, that he brought up hurting himself in practice. I know we don't like to talk about injury, but uh, yeah, knock on wood. Uh, for anybody that cares, we do our podcast on a desk that is from 1965. So this is real wood real Canadian wood. I'm just glad that he brought that up because I know uh, for myself when I played, I was a guy that horsed around a little bit before and after practice. And if I had a dollar for every time a coach told me, stop messing around because you're going to get hurt, uh, I'd be a little bit richer than I am today. Um, So I'm glad he kind of touched on that because, you know, we all do it. And uh, a lot of times we don't get hurt, uh, but he actually sustained quite a serious injury. So I was glad he touched on that. Yeah, you know what? It was a good interview. Good to see his experience and just talking about you know some of the adversities had to face. Uh, you know, you don't usually you know talk about a lot of injuries that you you know, sustain in practice. For so that was an interesting fact. And then just also his career path so far. You know, going from different teams and playing for some different teams and. You know, the everyday person doesn't realize what it's like to go into a new dressing room, you know, two or three times over your career. And you're still young. You're still, you know, learning what life's all about. But to go into a dressing room and have to make 23 new friends immediately, it's tough. It's tough to do. You know, for him, though, like good guy alert for him because... You know, some guys you talk with, you're going, you know, you might have a little bit of trouble finding your your kind of your your footing with different teams. He could probably move five times in a season, and he's just that type of guy, the personality. He everyone likes him, right? Like he comes into a locker room, I'm sure he fits in pretty smoothly right from the start. He's a good guy, you know, he's easygoing, doesn't get rattled by a lot of things. So it was nice to finally get him on the podcast and just, you know, chat about his career. Yeah, you know, he's he's still got a lot of career in front of him. I think he's learned some valuable lessons over the years. It's like every junior hockey player learns, uh, you know, when you get to a new coach, you you know, you get, you know, you hear the word, okay, this is your chance, a fresh start, those things. And I think he's had a few of those, and it's really good to see his maturity level, how it's kind of he's grown up being at the rink here, being here in the summers. And I, it was a real interesting conversation. So... We usually end this part with what we're doing on the weekend, and we always say golf or, you know, gardening. Not so much now. I'm actually taking everything and putting it in the garage. Uh, But RHA is actually playing this weekend. So for anybody out there who wants to finally see a minor hockey game, uh, RHA U15 Bantam team is playing at the rink this weekend. I believe the game is Saturday at 2 p.m. They're going to be playing the Southwest Cougars. So if you want to see some good local hockey, top-end talent at the U15 level, come on down. Because I think uh, I think this weekend a lot of people are going to come out and watch that. Yeah, for sure. But I think Brad Purdy is excited about his team. I think he's excited for his players to uh, get on the ice and you know compete against another uh, another team instead of each other at practice. And it'll be a good test for them. Uh, you know the the hockey people 
people are saying that Southwest is a really good team, but I think it'll be important for uh, Brad and Jeff to get his guys out there, get some game tape and get some game film for them to continue teaching and continue growing as a team. Yeah, we're getting to the point in practice where you're kind of going like, let's get different competition in, right? Because you can only go against your buddies so many times and keep that level of intensity up. So, um, you know, I work with this team as well. So I'm I'm excited to kind of see where they're at and see, you know, how they compete against other other guys. Because, again, it's pretty easy sometimes to go against your buddy and give them a little bit of extra. I want to see... see how they play against other players in the province so it'll be fun you know brad and jeff will have to get their suits out of the closet get their ties all tied and white shirts all pressed up brad will have to comb his hair that he talked about so much so he's already he's already bicked it it looks real good yeah we'll have a great weekend there too as well it's be excited to watch hockey and uh some baseball playoffs Ooh, jays yeah oh jays are gonna make a run all right. Baby J's. Baby J's. And some baby back ribs this weekend, maybe. Ooh. See you later. Now you're lost. Lost in the heat of it all.